This is Infants on Thrones. Listener Essay. Listener Essay. Listener Essay. Welcome back to Infants on Thrones. I'm Glenn Ostland, and this is our November 2018 Listener Essay Contest. Where you, the listeners, get to say what you want to say, how you want to say it, where you want to say it, and it is more than a privilege that that where gets to be here, that we get to host these on Infants on Thrones, where so many of us are all infants sitting on different kinds of thrones, right? Today's essay comes from Brian and is titled, The View From Here. And after you listen, please go to our website and vote for it and provide the author some personal feedback. Winners will be announced in early December. First place gets $200, second place $100, and third place $50. All right, ready, set. All right, go ahead. My name is Brian. Uh, For months I've tried to write this essay, but I never seem to get it just right. Perhaps my uh, long labor may be helpful to someone. This is The View From Here. Three. Three decades I have suffered with depression and anxiety. Six. Six times I have been hospitalized for mental health issues. Eight. Eight times I came so close to ending my life, I only had to pull a trigger or let go of a railing. So, how does life look for you? The view from here is dark and troubled. This is not what I was promised. Quote, I feel like I am living where no one can find me, and I don't know how I've landed here. Sometimes I feel like those good things are behind me. Is the road supposed to get better than this? End quote. Dirty road. Days of the new. Life was supposed to be different. I had a plan. I followed all the rules, religious and societal. How did it end up here? Why can't I be happy? Why can't I find peace? Why can't I be like everyone else? I was the third child of eight. At the end of elementary school, my family settled in Chandler, Arizona. Money was always tight, but we had food and a home. As active Mormons, we attended all our meetings and read our scriptures daily. We watched conference and participated in all the top-level Mormon requirements. We followed the plan. Quote, Loneliness is not a phase. Field of pain is where I graze. Serenity is far away. Saw my reflection and cried, so little hope that I died. End quote. Angry chair, Allison Chains. I'm in sixth grade. I feel so apart from everyone. I struggle to engage in conversation with my peers. My teacher brags about how smart I am to every visitor that comes to our classroom. I am so afraid of getting a bad grade, disappointing my teacher, students, and parents. On Christmas break, I am overwhelmed by panic attacks. I think of school and my heart pounds. The world closes in, crushing me. It is too much. My mom asked what is wrong, but I'm only 11. I don't have the language for my pain. After a week of skipping school, my mom convinces me to return. Soon after, I have my first thoughts of suicide. Quote, Oh, the distance is not doable in these bodies of clay, my brother. Oh, the distance. It makes me uncomfortable. Guess it's natural to feel this way. End quote. Overcome. Live. During adolescence, I chafe at authority. Anger and a desire for independence burn beneath the surface. 
Interactions with parents, teachers, and church leaders fan that anger into flames. I'm not allowed to make my own decisions at home, school, or church. Forced attendance at church meetings and activities feel as if a penalty decreed from my parents on high. As I feel more trapped, I become more impulsive. Quote, Weep not for roads untraveled. Weep not for paths left lone. Because beyond every bend is a long, blinding end. It's the worst kind of pain I've known. End quote. Roads untraveled. Lincoln Park. Freshman year, I run away from home. The anxiety is just too overwhelming. Every waking moment feels like a trap. In my manic mind, I can't conceive of a better way to deal with my issues than running away. I disappear for three days, living on the street. I don't have a long-term plan other than escaping the pain I feel. Eventually, I'm caught shoplifting for food. The store calls the police when they contact my parents. My mother picks me up. On the way home, we don't talk. That evening, my parents and I sit down. They throw questions at me like, where had I gone? What had I done? They tell me how wrong it is to steal, then ground me for a month. We never discuss why I ran away or what I was feeling. I remember thinking, my parents have lost me. I will never try to talk to them again. I know now that they didn't have the skill set to help me, but I wish they had tried. Quote, down in a hole, and I don't know if I can be saved. See my heart, I decorate it like a grave. You don't understand who they thought I was supposed to be. Look at me now, a man who won't let himself be. End quote. Down in a hole, Alice in Chains. Later that year, my parents have their final child, Troy. I am uh, frustrated and resentful because my parents do not have enough time, money, or room for the kids they already had. Despite my resentment, though, Troy becomes a bright spot amid the bleakness that darkens the rest of my life. Quote, There are times when I'm just a shell, when I do not feel anything for anyone. All I feel is hollow and bruised, used up and misused, forced to be someone I don't want to be. End quote. Darkest days, stabbing westward. In high school, I find it increasingly hard to see outside of myself. Depression and anxiety make it difficult to feel anything other than despair or anger. I don't think anyone else has the same thoughts and troubles as I. I struggle to fit in socially. I have a few friends, but I feel like an outsider looking in on life. Mental health is not something people discuss. Getting help for mental health issues is only for the really crazy people. I have sexual fantasies about men as well as women. I have no frame of reference for these thoughts. I can't discuss them with anyone. I pretend to my friends that I am 110% straight because we make fun of gay people. I know my parents are too tied to the Mormon church's doctrine to engage in a real discussion. I am so alone and so lost. I know I will never connect with others as I see them connect with each other. Quote, I'm friends with the monster that's under my bed. Get along with the voices inside of my head. You're trying to save me. Stop holding your breath. End quote. Eminem, the monster. While still in high school, I'm at home washing dishes and there's an urgent knock at the front door. I open the door to find EMTs and police officers. They ask me where my sister is. I tell them and they rush past me. Uh, my sister tried to kill herself. It's like a dream. I was downstairs, oblivious to it all. I can't feel anything. My emotions seem to be ripped away from me. I know I should be feeling something, but it's just not there. Instead, I feel disoriented and disassociated. Like a robot, I return to the kitchen, 
to finish the dishes while EMTs pump my sister's stomach. Suicide has come home for the first time. It will not be the last. Quote, I hurt myself today to see if I still feel. I focus on the pain, the only thing that's real. End quote. Hurt Nine Inch Nails. After high school, I move into an apartment. However, having a place away from my family does not stop the depression and anxiety. These twin issues begin to thoroughly kick my ass. I try to cope with alcohol, and increasingly I feel constricted and out of place when I'm not drinking. I have a good job, but I hate going to it. Everything I previously enjoyed has become banal and colorless. I am reckless and impulsive, destroying relationships, drinking and driving, burning through money. I am teetering on the edge. Quote, You're a fraud and you know it, and every night and day you take the stage, and it always entertains. You're giving pleasure, and that's admirable, you tell yourself, and so you'd gladly sell yourself to others. End quote. Smoke and mirrors. Gautier. My depression and drinking catch up with me. Every night I'm up late, drinking heavily. It's so hard to get up for work. I often come in late or I make up an excuse for my absence. Eventually I just quit my job because the anxiety about showing up or trying to come up with an excuse each day overwhelms me. I work a few part-time jobs but uh, struggle and land back at my parents' house. I can't seem to put one foot in front of the other. No one talks about therapy or medication. Quote, I see the faith in your eyes. Never you hear the discouraging lies. I hear faith in your cries. Broken is the promise. Betrayal. The healing hand held back by the deepened nail. Follow the God that failed. End quote. The God that failed. Metallica. My brother calls from Provo and wants me to live with him. This is it. I will jump back into the plan. Everything I had forsaken will finally bring me happiness. My parents know it. My siblings know it, so it must be true. I return to the church and its plan. I quit drinking, quit having sex, and confess all to the bishop. I am following the plan. The plan, it greens forward at breakneck pace. No chance to stop or get off. Nine months after I moved to Utah, I'm married. One year later, I have a kid. I go to BYU to finish my degree, and I join the U.S. Army. I chafe at BYU with its rules and its culture, but I assume the problem is me. I am not spiritually strong enough. I struggle with the military lifestyle as well, but this is the plan. I just plow forward. I will be happy. Damn the consequences. Quote, peel off all those eyes and crawl into the dark. You've poisoned all of your children to camouflage your scars. Pray unto the splinters. Pray unto your fear. Pray your life was just a dream, the cut that never heals. End quote. Man that you fear, Marilyn Manson. After graduating from BYU, I entered active duty in the U.S. Army. I am stationed at Fort Knox, Kentucky. My wife and I now have four kids, and she is pregnant with our fifth. I am miserable. Miserable in the Army, miserable at church, and miserable at home. I feel trapped more than I ever have before. Somehow the plan has led me right back to feeling horrible and hating life. Quote, leaving flowers on your grave show that I still care, but black roses and Hail Marys can't bring back what's taken from me 
I'd reach to the sky and call out your name. And if I could trade, I would. End quote. Gone away, the offspring. Then the world falls apart. My mother enters Troy's room to let him know that dinner is ready. She finds him propped up on several pillows on his bed, eyes closed as if he is asleep. Then she sees the gun in his lap and the blood. She screams. Troy is 15 years old. I fly back to Utah. I am still an LDS believer, but my testimony has taken a beating over the years. It angers me to think about the Mormon doctrine of suicide, where my brother would supposedly end up. Thus, my brothers and I dress in our army class A's and we lay Troy to rest. I return to Kentucky in the army. I am miserable. We move to Augusta, Georgia for the army. I am miserable. Quote, or do you think I'll be less lonely when I'm dead? It can't silence all the voices in my head. I close my eyes, but I can't make it go away. Do you think I'll be less lonely when I'm dead? When I'm dead? End quote. When I'm dead, stabbing westward. My last child is born. <clears throat> I am miserable. We move to Las Vegas, Nevada, so I can attend law school for the Army. I am miserable. Quote, I only see myself reflected in your eyes. So all that I believe I am, essentially, are lies. And everything I'd hoped to be, or ever thought I was, died with your belief in me. So who the hell am I? End quote. Shame. Stabbing westward. I'm in law school. I hate it. All I seem to feel is frustration and anxiety. I research some of the long-standing issues I have with the Mormon Church. The very first day, my testimony is gone. I am miserable. Quote, You're such an inspiration for the ways that I'll never choose to be. Oh, so many ways for me to show you how the Savior has abandoned you. Fuck your God, your Lord, and your Christ. He did this. Took all you had and left you this way. End quote. Judith, a perfect circle. After my first year of law school, I go to Fort Irwin, California, for the Army. I am miserable. Quote, Misery, you insist that the weight of the world should be on your shoulders. Misery, there's much more to life than what you see. End quote. My friend of misery, Metallica. After the summer break, I return to law school. I am miserable. Quote, I want to be drunk when I wake up on the right side of the wrong bed and every excuse I make up. Tell you the truth, I hate what didn't kill me. It never made me stronger at all. End quote. Drunk, Ed Sheeran. Another year of law school, and then I go to Joint Base Lewis-McChord, Washington. I am so miserable. I create a suicide plan. I will jump from the 16th floor of a downtown Seattle hotel. I drink my last. I write a note to my wife on Facebook. I climb over the balcony. Someone pounds on the door. I cry. I step back over the railing and open the door. Quote, Oh, don't talk of love, the shadows purr, murmuring me away from you. Don't talk of worlds that never were. The end is all that's ever true. There's nothing you can ever say, nothing you can ever do. End quote.
burn liqueur. After hospital stay, I return to my family in Las Vegas. I am miserable. I buy a gun and wander the southwest until I reach New Mexico. I pick a spot and hold the gun to my temple. I begin to cry. Why is it so hard? After a moment, I put the gun away and start the long journey home. Quote, How many times do you want to die? How many ways do you want to die? To feel safe again, look over your shoulder. Very carefully, look over your shoulder. End quote. The Royal We. Silver Sun Pickups. My third year of law school is about to start. I feel like throwing up whenever I'm awake. There is no way I can go back. Panic smothers all my waking thought. The army decides to medically retire me. I feel a little bit of relaxation. There is no way I could handle the army anymore. Quote, Well, we wish we were happier, thinner, and fitter. We wish we weren't losers and liars and quitters. We want something more, not just nasty and bitter. End quote. Scare away the dark passenger. The army is slowly working on my file. I often drive around the Nevada desert seeking desperately to be alone. I drink, thinking I'll get drunk enough to kill myself. Once, I stop and hold a gun to my temple. I am stuck. I don't want to live, and I don't want to die. I cry. And then I drive back home. Several months later, wandering through the Nevada desert again. I return late at night to Las Vegas and drive to the west side, overlooking the city. I park and hold the gun to my temple. I call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. I reach a woman, and I say, I'm holding a gun to my head. She responds in what seems like a frustrated manner. Why would you do that? I hang up and cry. I finish my beer and head home. I retire from the army and we move to Utah where I get a job as a train engineer. I am miserable. One day I turn my phone off and leave in the middle of the night. I drive across the country, eventually landing in Florida. I buy a bike, hoping to ride cross country. I ride much of the Florida coastline. I am still miserable. I finally turn on my cell phone, I call my wife, and begin the trip back to Utah. I check in for another hospital stay. Quote, What we've got here is failure to communicate. Some men you just can't reach. So you get what we had here last week, which is the way he wants. Well, he gets. End quote. Cool Hand Luke, 1967. I leave the hospital. I'm feeling hopeful, the best I've felt in years. But just a few months later, I'm miserable again. I drive from Utah down to Las Vegas and get a hotel room on the 30th floor. This will definitely kill me. I place a note on the door, letting responders know my body is down on the plaza. I forget to lock the door. Hotel workers burst in while I'm standing on the balcony. Why do I fail at everything? I can't even kill myself. I go back into a hospital. Just a month later, I have another plan. The bridge I researched is high enough to kill me. I just want to die. I climb over the railing, holding on with just one hand. A passing car's headlights highlight me. I'm scared they saw me. I just want to die. I don't want to bother anyone. The car slows and turns into the parking lot looking for me. I am so tired. I just want to die. Why does everyone keep fighting for me when I don't want to? I just want to die. I climb back over the railing and run. A year later, I'm still miserable. I come back to the same bridge. I want to jump, but I can't. So I take a bunch of sleeping pills. I want to feel numb enough to overcome my desire to live. Please let me jump, I beg the universe. 
pills make me ill. I stumble back to my car and call for help. I enter another hospital. Present day. So what am I to make of this life? I'm afraid I will never be a good father. I'm afraid I'll never find a place in society. I'm afraid I'll always be a failure. I'm afraid. So, how does life look to you? The view from here is dark and troubled. Every day is a challenge, but I continue forward. Maybe I can make this life work. Maybe there is a place for me. Maybe I can finally be at peace. Hey, that was great. All right, listeners, don't forget to go to our website and vote for this essay. Provide some feedback. And if you've got something you want to say and you can squeeze it in before the end of November, record your own listener essay. Send it to us. We'll post it. Come support us on Patreon. And as always, thanks for listening to Infants on Thrones. Hi, this is Hillary. Matthew, Ryan, Carol, Dutchley, and I like to play bingo online while listening to Infants on Thrones. You can comment on this episode on the website, infantsonthrones.com. If you really like what you hear, give the quorum a five-star rating and write a short review on iTunes. I did. I did. I did. Anyone for the closing prayer? Thank you for listening to Infants on Thrones. Infants on Thrones.